You're listening to Period Story, the podcast where we get behind some of the myths and misconceptions about periods. We chat with women about their period story, their first period, and their journey ever since, and we open up a conversation to help break taboos and stigmas around menstruation. I'm your host, Lanise Brothers. I'm a registered nutritionist, women's health, hormone, and menstrual cycle coach, and the founder of Eat Love Move, a nutrition and well-being practice. Welcome to today's guest. On today's episode, we have Kat Horrocks, a women's life coach and host of the Put Yourself First podcast. She believes it's time for you to start putting yourself first and achieving your goals. Her work offers one-to-one coaching and online resources to help provide you with practical and emotional support to do just that. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So let's start off by getting into the story of your first period. Can you share with us what happened? Yeah, and I really had to think back to this because I'm sure like many women being asked this question, you're like, oh, that was a long time ago. (laughs) But um, I do remember being at home and I think I just went for a wee. I went to the toilet and my mum was, you know, around the house, luckily. And I, you know, just wiped myself and there was blood. And I was like, oh, I, I knew what it was. I knew that it was a thing. So I just remember opening the bathroom door and saying, mom, I think I've started my period. So yeah, I was quite lucky that I was at home. I was comfortable and my mum was there to help me. <laughs> How old were you? Um, I was quite young. I was, I think I was 10. 10 yeah. years old. Okay. And were you the first of your friends to get your period? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so how do you think that affected how your education around your period and menstrual health and the conversations that you had with your friends about it? Yeah. So I would say it was very, it was a very different experience being at home versus being at school. Um, at school, it was, I felt a bit like an alien <laughs> or not an alien in the sense that I was treated negatively, but obviously for all the other girls, it was like a mystery and they were, oh my God, like this has happened to you. It's, you know, it was just such like a new world for them to even imagine. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of, you know, girls and we can get on to other like school period stories I'm sure but I I did have a lot of girls like circling me at play at playtime and like asking you know oh what's it like like what so have you got like something in your knickers like what is that how does it work and yeah it was um as uh, as a kid I was quite shy so I was definitely it was definitely awkward um but luckily at home it was completely um, a conversation it had always been a conversation and my mum is amazing so she always made me feel you know she said this is normal this is healthy you know every woman experiences this so never feel embarrassed about it or never feel like it's an it's a shameful thing so you were educating your friends and and then you were getting this education from your mum so do you, when your friends got their periods, would, did they come to you for advice? I think so, yeah. Yeah, just because I was obviously the first in my friendship groups 
So over the next sort of few years, five years or so, um, some people, yeah, they came and asked me about it. And <laughs> to be honest, friends, like I still speak to friends about it now, just because even as adult women, we don't often talk about it. And I think you always have that friend who you can go to and ask the most TMI questions. So a lot of my friends still now to this day are like, what's a moon cup? How does that even work? Like, how do you put it in? <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've always been very like, I'm just happy to chat to friends about it. Yeah. So you're kind of like the period expert amongst your group of friends. <laughs> I wouldn't say expert, but more just, I genuinely, I, I've never been embarrassed about it so I'm always happy to have a conversation about it yeah (laughs) and so getting your period that young do you feel like that affected um what you so your knowledge of your period and the did it change the way you thought about your body I don't think so to be honest and I do think again um my mum is getting a lot of airtime in this chat just because she is genuinely has been so amazing about it. So I always knew that it was normal and I I almost knew that it was going to happen and was had that education at home before it happened. Um, I think it was interesting in terms of obviously being one of the earlier developers at school. That was an interesting shift in my relationship with my body because it was also around that time that of course I got my period but then my boobs grew a lot so I had like the biggest boobs in my year group and then obviously that meant that you know unfortunately like I got unwanted attention from boys and that definitely shifted it was like that was probably the year where I went from being feeling just like a regular kid to feeling like, oh, my body is this, is this, you know, different, different thing now. Like I'm, you know, not only growing into a woman, but what the sort of implications of that meant in terms of how people viewed me and acted around me. You said you got unwanted attention. How did you deal with that? Um, not very well <laughs> because because I was so young and I didn't like I didn't know what that meant, what it was, um, whether it was anything you know serious. Um, well, it was never anything serious. I do feel like I should have I should say that, but yeah, I didn't even have the vocabulary to say, oh, I don't want you to do that, or I don't think you should do that because when you're a young kid. It's almost like kids don't have any boundaries, do they? They just they just play and there's no there's no reason behind it. So yeah, it was it was interesting. So I don't think I really dealt with it, but I would say it took maybe more into high school. That was when my confidence developed a bit more and I was able to, you know, stand up for myself and oh, obviously that at that point other girls were experiencing it too so I probably dealt with it by speaking to other girls about it and you know all of us sort of saying yeah that's really that that boy's really horrible or don't go near him or don't speak to him yeah so having got your period so young and having made that transition from I guess we can call it transitioning from a girl to 
not necessarily a woman, but a young woman. Um, it seems so weird to say it, you know, talk about a 10 year old in that way. Um, how do you feel about your period now? I love it. <laughs> so, so much so that um, I'm, I was on hormonal contraception a few years ago. And honestly, one of the big reasons that made me want to come off it was that I didn't have my period. So um, I was take I had the hormonal contraceptive implant. So a lot of people, a lot of girls experience just not having periods at all when they have that in. And I think it's because it's a progesterone only one and you don't have a break like you would if you were taking a pill. So you don't even have like a withdrawal bleed. And I genuinely was, I genuinely was questioning like, oh, so I've not bled at all in years. (laughs) Will my period come back? (laughs) Like when I stopped, when I take this out and I actually missed that cycle. I just, yeah, I felt like, I don't want to say I felt like less of a woman, but I I did miss my period in a way. I know that sounds really odd to some women who really struggle with their period, but I just feel like my body, my body is so much healthier now that I'm having my period. So yeah, I do, I do really love it because of what it means. So what does it mean to you? Um, so for me right now, it obviously means that my body is healthy and operating in a natural way. And that's obviously because I'm t- taking, I'm not taking um, hormonal contraception, but even just the, like what your hormones do for your body. I think a lot of people underestimate how powerful hormones are and how much they affect. So being able to work with that and work with my cycle to know that I'm looking after my physical health, I'm looking after my mental health and all these other areas. Um, my period is kind of a real a real marker of where I'm at physically and mentally, which I really like. I feel like I could, because I know it so well now, I can work with it and it tells me things, if that makes sense. So what sort of things does it tell you? So, So what I'm learning is if I'm, if I've had a stressful month, my period is going to be horrible. And having that horrible period is enough to be like, okay, something needs to change here. I need to make sure I'm, you know, I've, I meditate a lot more now, um, making sure my diet is on point. I think, you know, basic things like water, enough vegetables, fiber, all that kind of stuff. So that definitely affects it. I also think um, sleep is huge for me. So again, I notice that my mood and my mental health is worse, particularly around my PMS when I've not slept. So it's all those little things that keep keeps me on track and keeps me in check <laughs> to make sure I'm looking after myself. Yeah. You seem to be really aware of what's going on with your body, what's going on in different parts of your menstrual cycle. How did you learn all about all of this? <laughs> Honestly, through the internet. I think in I of course had a basic understanding of my period and my cycle through school, but I'm sure many of us can agree that it is very basic and we don't really learn about what hormones do, different types of hormones, 
how that affects, like how they fluctuate throughout our cycle. So when I had this revelation that I wanted, I wanted a period again, I wanted to feel quote unquote normal, um, I went on this journey to research and learn and I stumbled across the fertility awareness community, which I don't actually use myself, but that was so valuable to me because these are women who track their cycle and know the ins and outs of their hormones almost every every single day down to really specific things in terms of the changes in the body and all that kind of stuff so I just dove in like I'm I'm a bit of a geek anyway when it comes to a new topic that I'm passionate about so I just googled I listened to I know that sounds bad when it comes to health but I just listened to so many podcasts I read so many books I bought that book um taking charge of your fertility even though I actually don't want kids but I just wanted to learn about my fertility and what it means and how it works so yeah I would say that was a huge revelation and education for me that's so interesting what you said about wanting to learn your fer- about your fertility but not wanting kids because what I see and also from my own personal experience is that I only started learning about my menstrual cycle and ovulation and all of that in more detail once I started my husband and I decided that we were going to have a baby or we we're going to try to have a baby. And then this whole world opened up for me. So hearing you talk about wanting to learn more about your fertility, but not in the context of trying for the baby is, is so interesting. And I think there's a lot of power as you d- talked about in knowing about your menstrual cycle and almost divorcing it from this concept of having a baby because it's much more than that absolutely I mean like I've said my hormones speak to me and they like my cycle tells me so much about where I'm at in terms of my health and well-being how much I'm taking care of myself and yeah it is it is a lot deeper than just like I, I know it's the modern day but it's still seen as you know it's still seen as this one thing with this one specific outcome, which is you're a woman, you have a period so that you can have a baby. But I think when you look below the surface of that, it's so much more powerful and amazing, whether you want kids or not, or whatever stage of life you're at. You've said that your cycle speaks to you. And what what does what kind of things does it does it tell you so if you if you are speaking to a listener who is on the beginning of the journey that you've been on so wanting to learn more about their period what kind of clues does your cycle give you and what should they be looking out for so I'm no expert on this I just want to say and everyone is so different that if you feel that you're experiencing abnormal side effects from your period then obviously that's something to look at with a health professional. Um, for me, I think, well, for everyone, I think it's all about understanding what your what your normal is and what is normal for you. Same with, you know, we talk about, let's say, thrush or, you know, some sort of infection. Some women might think that there are certain things going on down there that they think, oh, is that an infection? But if we 
started to notice and understand what is normal for us, what, you know, feels normal for us, what smells normal for us, what looks normal, all those kinds of things, then that's that's where you should that's where you hopefully should be in that if anything changes then you'll notice so a big thing for me is um flow and the heaviness of my flow so i know what a good period looks like in terms of yes it's always going to be heavy at the start but if i've had a particularly bad one it's really heavy same with cramps yes I am going to experience cramps because my uterus is literally squeezing out the excess (laughs) but (laughs) should should I be like keeled over and unable to work without taking without you know dosing up on tons and tons of painkillers throughout the day no (laughs) (laughs) um so they're two big ones for me and I also think mood So one of the big reasons I came off hormonal contraception was um, I really struggled with my mental health taking it. I felt like I was out of control of my emotions. I felt like I was depressed or going definitely going in that direction. And now my cycle has evened out a lot more and I feel a lot better day to day. But likewise, I know I know what is good for me and when I'm Again, when, you, when you're when having PMS, you're going to be more tired, you're going to be more short-tempered, you're going to probably need a bit more space. But if you're feeling really, really, really down or, re- or really, you know, snapping at everyone or you've noticed that around that time you just experience a lot of mental health side effects, then again, that is a marker that something potentially needs looking at. So yeah, I would say they're the big, they're the main ones for me. And I think for a lot of women listening, um, they are having really, really heavy periods or really abnormal. Or I, I hate that word. I shouldn't say that word. Really, really harsh and debilitating side effects from their period. And that's not good. But you don't know, but you don't know that until you know what is healthy. And then you can be, and then you can be like, oh, it's, it's not really healthy that I can't work when I'm on my period. And that's a really way of, interesting way of putting it because I do talk about in my practice what's normal and what isn't normal. And debilitating pain, as you've mentioned, isn't normal. But just coming back to what you said about understanding your normal, I think one of the issues that we have in our culture is that so many of us think that period pain is normal. And having mood swings is normal. So when you tell people that it's not normal, they're really surprised because that's what we've grown up with, this expectation. You see when women talk about their periods on TV or movies, it's always in connection to, oh, I feel terrible or they're with a hot water bottle or they're being really bitchy. So kind of unpicking that idea of understanding your normal also with a bit of education is I think is really important. Yeah, definitely. You have listed three areas that, so your flow, your mood, and any pain you're experiencing as markers for you of what you look out for in terms of 
if you're going to have a good period or if your period isn't going to be as good. Um, do you think that your period has changed over over time? So if you think back to when you started to where you are now. Definitely. So when you say started, do you mean phys- physically started having periods? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure many women will relate. I just think when you're younger, it's just worse. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know the science behind it. But it is worse when you're younger. In in general, it was like it was like that for me. It's been like that for a lot of my friends. So I don't know whether that's your body getting used to it, or your hormones are just like erupting when you're a teenager anyway. So that's having a lot to do with it. So, yeah, definitely had a few horrendous periods when I was growing up. Um, but now I I'm 25 now, and yeah it's it's evened out a lot more um it's very predictable which I think is another another key thing to look at so I I know like the day the day that it's coming which um hasn't always been the case and I'm sure many women can relate to that not being the case so I think as I've got older I don't get any surprises (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is good um and I generally know even things like how long it's going to last, like what I'll need. So if I'm headed out the house and I know I'm starting my period, I know I know roughly what I'll need to take with me to make sure I'm I'm covered. Um, things like that have definitely happened more over the years. Um, no, like no leaks or embarrassing like clothing ru- ruining stories, <laughs> like when. Like I'm sure many of us have from when we're younger. <laughs> the white jeans moment. <laughs> never, never. I mean, I would never risk that anyway, even now. <laughs> <laughs> so you ha- you have a really healthy relationship with your period. You use it. Is from what you're saying, it seems like you use it to really um, inform everything else that's going on and really gain a deeper understanding of what's going on with your health. I just want to go back to what you were saying about coming off of hormonal contraception. Um, Can you talk a little bit about why you went on it? Yeah. So, I mean, for most most people, I went on it because I had a boyfriend and I wanted to have sex. (laughs) I think when you're growing up, it is just drilled into you that if you don't want to get pregnant, you have to take contraception. And to be honest, like, thank God I did because I didn't have a clue how how I got pregnant or how that would even happen. So yeah, I definitely would like I definitely would have been that girl at the clinic taking a pregnancy test if I didn't go on contraception. So um, that was like over like about 10, 10 years ago. Um, so I was on it for a, a while, a while. Um, and in terms of coming off it, do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. So, so I think when I was younger, my hormones were, were mad anyway as a 15-year-old. So I didn't really notice any particular side effects or anything that was a side effect of the pill I was almost already experiencing anyway mood swings um 
you know maybe like a little bit of anxiety or being difficult to be around sometimes that kind of thing but definitely as I got older and I got into my second relationship which is my partner now um things started to come up that were were signs that it, it wasn't normal and something needed to change so I was taking the combined pill and I remember we were just arguing all the time I was so moody I had such like low low confidence I was very I was like a roller coaster and I was difficult to be around because one moment I'd be so happy and laughing and and then the next moment I would be hysterical crying screaming like starting an argument and I remember my boyfriend at the time um again who I said I don't know why I said boyfriend at the time because we now own a house together so it all worked (laughs) out but um (laughs) at the time at the time I remember him saying like something like I think you need to come off this pill because it's it's like it's changing you and it's making you it's making things really difficult for us and we're arguing a lot and essentially was like if something doesn't change in like in you because you're not you're not like (laughs) it's not fair to be in a relationship with you if something doesn't change we're gonna have to split up essentially and that was obviously a wake-up call for me so that started this whole journey of trying to find the right hormonal contraception I went to the doctor talked about mood swings tried a ton of different types of combined pills um and then settled on the progesterone only type so I had the injection for a while and then I had the implant and that was that and I think because because of the change in the structure of it 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 did help some of the side effects I almost describe it as it was like the best of a bad bunch for me and my body. So I wasn't completely, you know, hysterical, crying, screaming all the time. Just maybe like a few days out of the month. <laughs> 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 so, it was, so it was less, but it was still there. And there was still like the depressive episodes and just really, just really not good side effects. So that was so the thing with the implant as you'll know if if anyone's ever taken it or had it in is it lasts for three years so I actually had that one in my body for five years so I had one for the full three years and then I got a second one put in and I don't know whether it was because it was the second one it changed things for me but again I just started to notice like something isn't quite right I'm not feeling myself and then obviously I was learning stumbled across all this fertility stuff on the internet I was like oh maybe it's because my body's like hormonal hormone levels aren't 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 operating normally and healthily so I remember thinking what have I got to lose I'm just gonna get it taken out and try and just see see what happens I can always I thought I can always go back on it um you know I think it's a really it can feel like a really scary decision but condoms exist they work and you can always go back on it if you if you think okay like my cycles come back I want to go back on it so that really helped and then obviously (laughs) 
I came off it and I've never looked back because it felt like a weight. It felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It was crazy. How long were you on the pill and then the the implant and injection in total? Probably about seven years, six to seven years. And so how long have you been off of it? About three, three or four. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, that's about right. And how <laughs> <So> long? <laughs> math, maths lesson. It's like calculating <laughs> back the years. I'm like, what, how old am I now? When did I come off it? <laughs> How long did it take for your period to come back? I am really lucky. Mine came back um, after maybe like two months. So I got uh, with, after about three, four weeks or so, I got a withdrawal bleed because again, when you come off hormones, um, the first per- the first bleed you have isn't always going to be a period because you might not have started ovulating yet. So I had that withdrawal bleed and then, from then my cycle kicked back in and I remember like feeling ovulation for the first time I was like oh I can't like even remember this feeling yeah so I was quite lucky some people obviously it takes can take a year or so which is obviously frustrating for them so go back to what you said about feeling ovulation for the first time um can you describe that for listeners who might not be sure what you're what you're talking about yeah, sure. So, again, if you've taken contraception, you're not ovulating. So, you don't know what it feels like. And obviously, you have two ovaries. And the weird thing about ovulation is you're, you always ovulate from one, from one or the other each month. So, you can physically feel one on one side of your body. It's almost like a little pinch. And it's in a really like small, localized area. And if you could like take your skin off and see your like all your organs underneath, you could see that it was coming from coming from your ovary. And it's like the funniest thing. I remember, thinking, oh, what is this? And then obviously, thank thankfully, I had all these resources on fertility awareness, so I knew what it was. But yeah, I think some women think like something's wrong or they're starting the period. Or <laughs> but yeah, it's just. Just your ovary popping an egg out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you could say one thing to listeners who are thinking about coming off of hormonal contraception, what would that be? I would probably, I I couldn't say one thing. I would probably say, you know, all you can do is try it and see. It's not a final decision. If you don't, if you decide to go back on, you can, but you've not really got anything to lose. If B, you please go and buy some condoms if you don't want to get pregnant. Because I think that's another thing that your body is amazing and it and it can surprise you and it could literally bounce back like that. And please don't go thinking that, you know, you can just have unprotected sex <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if you don't want kids. But equally, I would say... Again, if you want kids and you're thinking about, you know, coming off to start trying, um, I would buy them. And like, I've, I've heard from a lot of friends that they have had surprises in terms of, I didn't realise how quickly it would happen. And they almost have said it like, I wish it had happened in the next year or in the next few months or in six months' time. And I just think 
don't underestimate your body like it's amazing and it works and <laughs> if you're having sex without a condom then your body might surprise you even if you've not even if you've not ovulated for years so yeah I would say I'm such an advocate for condoms and I think once your cycle kicks back in and you can learn about it you can obviously make the best decision for yourself whether you want kids or not um but yeah I think having that adjustment period where you're just waiting and seeing what happens and you know getting to know that cycle as it kicks back in um just like take your time and let it happen (laughs) but use condoms if you don't want kids So that, that that's a really powerful message, taking your time, listening to your body, letting it happen. And it's almost countercultural in a way because we hear these messages like, go, go, go. It has to happen now. And this idea of waiting and listening is something that, you know, a lot of a lot of people could really benefit from internalizing that. Definitely. And I would also add to that. Um, being really present with the changes that happen so not only in your physical body but any other side effects that you've been experiencing on contraception just be really present with how you feel because things might stick around but they also might drastically change which was luckily my experience so to know to recognize that as well and to link the two together I feel better because this isn't in my body anymore um, that's great too. So is there any last bits of information or advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Good question. Um, I think I'm just going to reiterate what I've just said, if that's okay. I know I sound like a broken record, but I just think listening to your body and learning to listen is so powerful because not enough of us are doing it. You know, we we are pretend, we are taking this pill or we're doing this you know we're having this period and just because it's normal to you doesn't mean that it's okay or doesn't mean that you know you should be able to choose you should have to put up with it forever and I just think so many women are not taught to listen to their body and they're completely out of touch with what's going on internally and if we could just pause in a moment in our day in our busy lives to just check in with how we're feeling and how things are changing then we would be in a much more empowered position to make the best choice for ourselves so just pausing and listening thank you so much for coming on to the show Kat where can listeners find out more about you thank you so much for having me I've loved this chat um, you can head to my website, which is cathorrocks.com. And I'm always hanging out on Instagram, which is at cat underscore horrocks. So I would love to chat on there as well and continue the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to today's guest and to you for taking the time out of your day to listen to Period Story. Music is Modern Jazz Samba by Kevin MacLeod. You can find show notes and links to things mentioned on this episode on www.periodstorypod.com. If you love this episode, then it would mean so much if you could head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Thank you and see you next week.